Soul Gym. We are your Soul Gym sisters, your hosts and inner strength coaches. Hey, the Soul Gym is for people who want to transform their life by training their mind because they know that lasting change begins on the inside and works its way out. Hey, this show will challenge and inspire you to step into the audacious plan God has for your life. So come on, it is time to develop some mental muscle. It's game time. Let's go. Hey, welcome to the Soul Gym. We are your Soul Gym sisters. I'm Jody Van Kempen. And I'm Crystal Van Kempen McClanahan. And thank you for tuning in for this week's Boot Camp for Your Soul. Jody, it is our mission to help people tone up flabby thinking and develop mental, mental muscle. muscle. You know why? So that you can live strong and healthy and fulfill God's audacious plan for your beautiful life. Last week we discussed how heart disease, it is the number one, number one. You hear That's that? Right. Number one killer of Americans. Yep. Much of that is due to our inappropriate responses to stress. Stress can be a natural response mm -hmm. designed for fight or flight. A prolonged level of stress, anxiety, leads to persistently elevated levels of stress hormones, which are called cortisol and adrenaline. Okay, so what is the cause? What? Why are we living so stressed out, which is killing us? You know what it is? We believe one of the main causes is worry. I mean, when you look around, if, you, if your eyes are just looking around at the world today, you would think it would be a natural response to worry, but we're here to tell you, you got to get your eyes off of the world. First of all, let's look at anxiety. And anxiety has three components. So think about this. You're about to give a presentation, all right? People's number one fear on the planet is public speaking. So you're about to give a presentation and anxiety has three components. Uh, the first is it has an emotional component. And so what, what do you start thinking about? You start feeling fear, a sense of dread takes over. Anxiety also has a physiological response. When you're feeling anxiety, you might get heart palpitations or start sweating. You can get an upset stomach, whatever it is. But it's in this cognitive part of anxiety, our thinking, as we talk about thinking and limiting beliefs and worry is just another form of a limiting belief. What do you start saying to yourself? I can't do this. I'm going to bomb. Well, the presentation isn't for two weeks. And so what is worry? There's a reason worry is called the what if disease. What if it happens? Well, what if it doesn't happen? So we're here to say that worry is it's totally based in fear. And what do we say? If anything comes from fear, it's coming from who? The devil. The devil! So worry is a form of fear. Now, there's extreme forms of fear. There's slight dread to full-on panic attack. 
And so a lot of people that I know, including myself, have been accustomed to worrying about your life, thinking it's completely natural, it's completely normal. But here's what the Bible says. It says in Matthew 6, 25, or 6, 25, I just clicked it off, <laughs> so let me find it again. It says, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on, is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. Now, you might say, well, take no thought. I'm, I'm supposed to think about what I'm going to cook for dinner and how to uh, feed my kids and what I'm supposed to wear. But the real translation of take no thought is worrisome thought, anxious thought. Now, a lot of people worry about their life and think it's okay, but guess what? The Bible says, God says, don't do it. Now, why? Why do we not worry? I know a lot of people do it and go, well, what else am I supposed to be doing? I mean, they think they're doing yeah, something. Yeah, they, they, they think it's... We fake ourselves yeah, out. Yeah. We, we think we're being irresponsible if we don't worry about our kids or worry about our money. So what? we can't just not worry. You know, I used to do that. I know a lot of people have done that. They go, okay, okay, I'm, I know I worry, and I'm not supposed to worry, so I'm not going to worry. Okay, here we go. You know, the, the new day starts. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to worry. The thoughts come. What are you going to do? Yes. What are you going to do? No, 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 I'm not supposed to think that. Come on, no, don't do that. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? No, don't worry. And they try to just not worry. That's not how we're supposed to handle worry. The Bible says, instead of worrying, instead of thinking about these things, having anxious thoughts about these things, the Bible says, behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? So if you're looking at the problem, meditating on the problem, obsessing over the problem, rolling it over and over in your head, then you just go, I shouldn't do this. Stop. No, the Bible gives a clear alternative to worry. It says, behold, look at something else. Instead of looking at your bank account going, look, there's no money. There's no money. How are we going to pay the bills? How are we going to pay the mortgage? Where, where's the money going to come from? Where's the money going to come from? Because you know what? I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> I know good and well what that feels like, what that looks like, and I've done it a million times. Where's this money going to come from? How am I going to pay for school? How am I going to pay for this? So the alternative is behold, look at how God takes care of the birds, the, the flowers of the field, and he says, how much more do you matter to me? He will take care of you. Now, answer, answer me this. Why in the world would God create you? He created your body. He put you here on this planet. And he not give you food to eat. And he not give us clothes to wear. And, and dress us good and feed us good. And, and not pay for our bills. It just doesn't make any sense. Right on. See, I mean, we talk all the time about us having a spiritual enemy, you know, who uses fear. We just said it. 
I mean, he uses worry is such a liar. And that's what the devil does. There's a reason he's called the father of lies, because worry is a liar. It hasn't even happened yet. And it's this future sense of dread. We just said, worry tries to convince you that you're actually doing something. When what, what are you doing? You, you are ruining your day. You're not living in the moment. You're, you're living in the future of which you can do nothing about. We worry about external circumstances that we have zero control over. What an illusion that we actually have control over things when the only thing we can control is our thinking. So this is an exercise in getting rid of flabby thinking and developing mental muscle that we say you know, over and over and over again. That's what this is. We think that worrying is somehow noble, that we should worry and, and dread about the future. We should worry about our kids. We should worry. But all it does is it reveals a lack of trust, a lack of trust in what you said, Jody, beholding what, what God has already done for us and what he will continue to do. I mean, why is worry so awful? It's just a, it wastes our life away. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is such a waste. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 34, it says, give your attention to what God is doing right now. Right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. So here's what the devil does. He either has us looking at yesterday and regretting what happened. Yep. I should have, I could have, I wish I would have. Now you're worrying about yeah, yesterday. Yeah, you're, you're worried <laughs> about what you didn't or did do yesterday. So you're looking back there dreading. And then he's got us looking into the future going, what if this happens? What if this happens? And here's what happens. You lose today. Now, I believe that there is only so much energy, only so much grace to handle right now. He has given you a grace to handle every situation, every fear, every worry, everything that will will pop up today. So what happens is when we're worried about yesterday, worried about tomorrow, we are expending all the resources that we have on something that hasn't even happened yet. And what it's doing is it's stealing the joy, it's stealing the peace, it's stealing your life right now. Now, if we stop and, and, and get real conscious of this and take account of your life, and if you have children, you look at your children. If you have grandchildren, if you have a husband, a wife, if you have a good job, what you need to do is just stop. Tomorrow has not happened, and guess what? Tomorrow is not promised. Yep. It might not even happen. And, and we must enjoy the good that is going on. If you have your health, you just stop, take into account how blessed you are, and stop thinking about what possibly could happen. See, we, we, all, we also get caught up in, we think that what we're doing on this earth is going to last forever. You know, I've done it. We've all done it. I think, you know, I have all these kids and I think I'm going to be a mom to them forever. I'm going to be taking care of them. I'm going to be cooking for them. I'm going to be taking them to school, helping them with their homework, talking, you know, life with them. And I'm not. Have you noticed that every season in your life ends? You know, you, you go to school, that ends. 
Uh, you, you raise kids, you have babies, they grow up, they leave. Um, jobs come, jobs go. So if we're going to just obsess over what we're doing in this life, and this is all there is, whether you live 70, 80, 90, 100 years, this is not it. And another thing that's helping me is knowing, okay, this ain't it. I have a life after this, and I am going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you think about that, it really helps you relax a bit. I am going to be around forever. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we, it's so cool because we just said that um, worry is such a thief that it, it steals our joy and steals our peace. And, and is it any wonder that it robs you of your health? I mean, if you've got no joy and no peace, is it any wonder you've got irritable bowel syndrome or you're fatigued or dizzy, irritable, if you have a difficult time concentrating on the things you should be concentrating on because you're thinking about something that hasn't even happened yet. I mean, such a loss of energy, aches and pains. It can affect sleep. I mean, I was reading about a study where worry uh, can trigger nightmares. It can lead to depression and suicide. That is just not a life. That's not the life God wants for any of us. And worry, the thing about worry is a little worry becomes a lot of worry. And now people can become chronic worriers. Now it's a habit of worry. This is such a destructive pattern of thinking. It it just becomes your automatic default. And you know what, Back, back to the issues with body and mind, it can really lead people down a path of drugs and alcohol Uh, We talk about poor nutrition and and overeating. Boy, when you're worried, I mean, people that that default to just grab the bag of Doritos or, you know, just, I mean, just plunge themselves into mindless television. I mean, whatever it is, these are definitely symptoms, maybe symptoms of, you know, you you really getting into the habit of worry and so we're, we're here to say there's a way out. You know, there's a way, if you've become a, a worrier or a chronic worrier, boy, it's, it's a destructive life and it's a destructive pattern, but there is a way to, to get out of it. You know, maybe something happened to you. Maybe they're just, you've gotten into this lifestyle or maybe a, a you watched a tragic event happen when you were a kid and it just left you feeling unsafe. Maybe you're, you heard your parents uh, just in, in worry-filled conversations. A lot of times that was about money. You know, when, and so you're, you're constantly worried about money. You just, uh, there's a scarcity story that's constantly going on in your life. But we keep saying, I mean, worry is not going to change one thing. It doesn't add one day or one second to your life. In fact, it's, it's probably taking days off of your life. And so, you know what? You were not born a worrier. We learn to worry. You know, we, like we said, with parents or people in our lives, here's the thing. If you've got children, you don't want to train up a new generation of warriors. Don't do that to your kids. I mean, 
how, how, Jody, you were talking about behold and meditating. That's how we get ourselves. We say all the time, if you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. Well, first Peter five, seven says, casting all your cares on the Lord for he cares for you. Casting is an aggressive word, meaning these things will fall on you like a blanket. I mean, they will weigh on you. They you'll, you'll walk around wearing them. So you have to deliberately, you have to, no one's going to do it for you. You have to take this care and throw it off onto God. So that means you don't have it. And guess who does? But it'll try to come back on you during the day. If, if you have a worry about money or your kids or your health, it, the Bible says, cast it on to him because he cares for you. So if you go throughout the day and it tries to fall back on you, you take it again and go, no, because when you have it, he doesn't have it. Right. And he is the only one who can do something about it. So if you take it back on you, uh, then you've got it. And he doesn't see, we have to sometimes in life. And this, this is a, this is a new thought for some people. And, and this is why a lot of people get caught up in the worry cycle is they, they want to control everything <laughs> and they think they can. Now here's a thought. This is a new thought. I know, boy, when I realized it, there are certain things you're going to face in life that you absolutely can do nothing about uh, there, I know an epiphany. <laughs> there's an epiphany for I you. know <laughs> ding ding there are certain things in life that you absolutely can do nothing about now we were talking earlier crystal goes that's rather liberating yeah. for me you know but if you're constantly in life going I'm gonna fix it I can do something about it well here's another thought if you can do something about it do it you know, if you know there are things you can do to fix a problem, help a problem, right then on. do it. But there are certain things that you absolutely can do nothing about. So you cast the care onto the Lord. If it tries to come back onto you, you give it back to him. If it tries to come back. See, we've all been there. Right. And there are two sources in your life that are trying to paint a picture of your future. One is the devil. And he's constantly trying to paint a picture of your demise. You're going down. You're not going to make it. The kids are going crazy. <laughs> You're going to end in divorce. See, that picture, mm -hmm. he's constantly trying to put on you. And, and the Bible says, take no thought sane. So how do you know you've taken the thought? You start agreeing with what he's telling you. And it usually sounds like this. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do about the kids? What are we going to do if I lose my job? What are we going to do if this marriage doesn't make it? What? So there's a really good indicator. You are agreeing and thinking about the lies of the devil. And then, Crystal, uh, Jeremiah, will you look that up? Sure. Jeremiah 29, 11 in the NIV. I can't quote it. I should. Oh, oh man, I should be able to. Everyone seems to be able to quote it. Jeremiah 29 11 in the NIV is such a great scripture of of the future that God has he wants you to focus on his future and in Proverbs it says the path of the just shines more and more unto that perfect day so he's painting a picture 
I don't know how to use her phone. I, I do not know how to use her phone. So I'm going to jump back in here. We were talking about meditation, and if you know how to worry, uh, ruminating on something, just stop ruminating on the negative. You know, we, we in our book, we talk about, it's like a, a dog, you know, just ch- chewing on a bone all day or, or licking its paw all day. And we're saying, uh, flip it. Stop looking at the negative. Find a scripture that speaks to what issue you're dealing with. And, and and ruminate on that. You know, go over that scripture over and over again. Like Jody just found it. <laughs> here it is. Jeremiah 29, 11 in the NIV. See, here's the future that God has for you. This is what he wants you to be focused on. For I know the plans I have for you. Ooh. He's got a plan. Yes, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you. Amen. So he wants to prosper you and not to harm you. So if there's harm in your mind, if there's harm about for you or your kids and you think the world is ending and climate change is going to blow us up. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not. Yeah, let me. Stop let, worrying about yeah, it. Yeah, let us throw that in. Climate change is a hoax. Um, God created this planet. He created it. He knows how to, how it's all going to end and man cannot destroy it. So stop believing the lies of the world saying, uh, the world's going to end in 12 years. The, the coasts are going to fall into the ocean. Uh, volcanic eruptions going to blow us all up. (laughs) God will take care of it. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. There it is. You're not going to get harmed. Plans to give you a hope. And a future. So Satan on one side, he's trying to paint a picture of going down, down, down. You focus on that. You worry about that. You give yourself over to, over to that. Then you open the door to him. Right. And bad things can start happening. So stop the fear. Stop the worry. And open up your heart to the plans of God. If, it, if it's creating hope and life and joy and peace in you, keep focusing on that. If you find yourself getting disturbed and upset and scared, stop thinking of those things. Stop watching that stuff. Stop listening to that stuff. But if you find people and teachings and and stuff on YouTube and friends who are inspiring you and giving you hope and joy and peace, get more of that. So that's what we're saying. Cast off the care today. What you've been worrying about, I mean, throw it onto the Lord. He's got it. Find a scripture. Meditate on that scripture. I mean, Jody, you said, behold, go out and check out the birds. They're just not worried one bit about where they're going to find their next meal. And uh, final thing, you know, hey, we had to throw it out. Why don't you go exercise? Yeah. You want to feel better in yes. seconds? I mean, go to go to the gym, take a walk. Yep. God designed our bodies to through exercise get rid of that additional stress. Those those endorphins will start pumping into your body and it's just a great way to take a break to get out and appreciate what, what God has done, we, we need to remember all the good things that God has done. And so you guys, again, worry is the what if disease. Mm-hmm. And if we could get a revelation that there's just absolutely nothing 
we can do about tomorrow so that you can live and enjoy today. Enjoy your next meal. Enjoy your kids. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy your today because worry is a thief. It will steal your today. It will rob you of your your peace, your joy, and eventually it'll rob you of your health. So what we're saying is cast off the care, uh, get intimate with the God who created you, uh, pray, meditate, and go take a walk for heaven's sakes, huh? Again, your, that's your mental muscle challenge is if you've really become a worrier, hand that over. You know, make a declaration today that I, I'm going to walk in faith. I'm, Lord, you know that I've been a worrier. Get this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my thinking today. And so we look forward to hearing about how your life has changed and it's only through God that this can happen. You guys, we appreciate so much you listening to the Soul Gym this week. We love and appreciate your support. Check out soulgymsisters.com. I hope that you'll be prepared to check that out. Tell all your friends about us. We're telling all our friends about you. <laughs> Tell all your friends about us. We would appreciate, it would do our heart good if you would uh, give us a review. If this podcast has touched you at all, we would just really appreciate um, any support you can give us. Jody, anything I, else? I think that's it. Okay, we will catch you next week at the Soul Gym where we will whip flabby thinking into shape and develop mental muscle. Bye. Bye.